You are now listening to What Killed Us This Time. Two guys, two minds, two opinions, ranting about life. Here's your hosts, Holden Bleeker and Eric Scanlon. All right, what is up? Welcome back. This is the second episode of What Killed Us This Time. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Holden. How are you? Um, You know, can't complain yet. You know, it's election season, so politics are going to be probably the only topic today. I think so. I think we got a lot to discuss on that topic. It's, whew, oh boy, it's going to be a big one. Eric, you want to just dive right into it? We will. I think so. All right, Eric. What killed you this time? So first off, as we speak right now, just for you know those that are listening, we're recording this on November 4th in the evening. It's a little after 6.40 here Pacific time. And obviously, as of right now, we don't have an outcome in this election. I believe as it currently stands, Joe Biden is about six or seven um, electoral points away from winning the presidency. I know that there's still a lot of outstanding votes as well. A few states haven't been called yet, like Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia, which I think are expected to go towards President Trump. So we'll see how all that goes. We also have a lot of lawsuits going on, um, to which the Trump administration and campaign are filing against, I believe, the states of Wisconsin and Michigan. There may even be one pending with the state of Pennsylvania. So to me, I think what's killing me is the fact that I think that because we don't know, there's a lot of tension, I guess you could say. A lot of people are getting nervous. A lot of people are getting antsy. They don't know what the outcome of the election is. They don't know where things stand currently. We have an idea. I think that last night we saw a lot of shifts and changes to where at one point it wasn't clear if Donald Trump was going to win Florida. It wasn't clear if he was going to win North Carolina. And then once we saw kind of all these dominoes falling into place after Trump won Ohio, which is a big win. Historically, I think every race since in the 1940s, every presidential election, the winner of Ohio has gone on to win the presidency. As of right now, it doesn't look like that's actually going to stand. So we'll have to take a look into that. But, you know, I think the betting odds last night, it was crazy when we saw that shift of everything that Trump had won. You know, not that this is a betting game with the election, but the betting odds were very heavily favored towards Trump. And then we kind of saw the reestablishment of the blue wave, I guess you could say, in the states of uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota was up there as well. Uh, Wisconsin and Michigan were states that went to Donald Trump in 2016 after uh, Barack Obama had won them in his previous election, which was 2012. So I think all in all, this election has just been a total toss up. It's been, you know, really this the flip of a coin. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of talk about the Electoral College. We've seen a lot of talk about, you know, how the voting kind of works. Um, what we've also seen is with uh, mail in ballots, something that, you know, a lot of states have actually tried before. Um, but now this is kind of sort of a nationwide thing now with COVID-19. So we're all trying to see how that's really playing out. I personally did not mail in my ballot. Um, I dropped it off. at the polling station prior to this. I didn't fill it out in person, obviously, at the polling stations on election day. Um, I know a lot of people did go to the polls. And we even saw trends, too, of people that were more going towards um, in-person voting for election day. We're voting for Donald Trump to where uh, Joe Biden had a lot of the mail-in votes. 
And that kind of brings me to an interesting thing because I know not a lot of people kind of quite understand what the absentee ballot is. That is kind of where mail-in ballots got their start. So me previously, when I was still in college, still going to Boise State, I am a California resident, so I am registered to vote in the state of California, and my ballot always got mailed to me, and I'd have to mail it in via that way. So to clear up any confusion, I think what you know plays a big part into why there is no outcome is because right now we're seeing a lot of, you know, well, we have to count all of the in-person votes, and well, then we're going to come back to the mail-in ballots, the absentee ballots, and it's really depending on when they've been I guess postmarked as well. It has to fall in with a specific date. So to me, there's a lot of moving pieces and everything that's gone on with this election, which is why it's still in the air. And I think that even if we do see by the end of the night or maybe even by tomorrow, if we see Joe Biden win the electoral college and surpass 270, I think with the pending lawsuits and everything that's going on, we're not going to have a clear winner for, I think, to be quite honest, quite some time. Um, it reminds me a lot of the 2000 election between Bush and Gore to where the Supreme Court ultimately pretty much decided who was going to be the president, which to me is kind of blowing my mind if that's what we have to come down to. Um, right now, the United States Supreme Court is still kind of a hot topic as we discussed on the last episode of Amy Coney Barrett. Right now, I think the Republicans kind of almost have a lead in the Supreme Court of six to three out of the nine justices there. I'm not necessarily going to say that's going to give Trump the advantage because as we spoke about before too, these judges are supposed to be impartial to, you know, political leaning. So we really have a lot to see of how that's going to affect everything. Absolutely. I mean, you went on a lot of topics. Um, I think Arizona flipping was absolutely crazy. I don't think many people saw that one coming, but then again, no poll is ever accurate. Um, I think it's kind of ridiculous that we don't have we don't know who the winner is. Like election day is November 3rd. We get that. But like, that's when we should, as a country know who won. And I know they're like, Oh, we got to count all the mail-in ballots, all the absentee ballots, all stuff like that. I mean, president Trump said, it, and I, I kind of have to agree. You can count those once you receive them. It's no crime to count votes early. It's the same as voting early. So I don't get why this is really being held up. Because I think it was Pennsylvania said it's going to accept ballots, what was it, a week after? So it's going to go till November 10th, I believe is what it said. If I remember correctly, you can cast a ballot or mail in your ballot up to, I believe, November 12th in the state of Pennsylvania. November 12th. Okay, even longer than I thought. Mm -hmm. um, I know with Nevada, Nevada said earlier today that they weren't going to count anything today and they would continue on the fifth um if that's wrong i apologize that's why i read on the news but it's like what why are this such a big delay why are we dragging this out like we don't vote by popular vote anyway so there's no real point like the way the electoral college is set up is you know we have the people who set out they get a vote on behalf of their state they look at how many people are voting this way and they get to choose if they want to accept that or not I don't get why they're still waiting. They, I mean, they can just submit the, I don't know, but I'm not, I'll get into that a bit later, but it's kind of crazy. It's just, it's November 4th and we're not going to know who's president maybe even well over a month after 
know today if the Supreme Court they file with all the lawsuits and everything like there's no end in sight to this election right now. Yeah, as of right now, you know, everything's still up in the air. I'm not going to, you know, say either have won yet. I think that as I know, yes, last night they made uh, both candidates made two different statements. Um, what I didn't like was it sounded like President Trump basically claimed victory. I don't think that that was the smart move on his part. No, that's that there's a lot of there's a lot of things to where you know. I don't always agree with President Trump, and that, that I think was probably right there a key reason. I think that he likes to get ahead of himself sometimes, and I think that that's going to end up hurting him. Because even if he does pull it out, you know, it's still massively, I think, damages his, uh, I guess you could say, credibility of, you know, claiming, oh, I had a big win, big win, you know, but it's coming to this. Um, I do think that you bring up a very good point, though, of, you know, with not voting with the popular vote, but I think something that I do want to, want to touch upon is because I think that it's something that not everybody completely understands is with the electoral college of kind of, you know, last night when you're watching things, you know, a lot of people saw, you know, we're waiting on certain counties in this state. We're waiting on certain counties in this state, whether that be in Arizona, they were waiting on Maricopa County, um, lots of other places, you know, where votes are still outstanding. So the way that it essentially works is these counties are the ones that are directly counting votes. They're the ones that are reporting to the state and that's how states are essentially called. So once you kind of go into that, that's where you're really getting those numbers. And I think what we're really seeing, and I know that I'm pretty sure that you're going to touch upon this as well later on, there are some counties that are heavily, heavily populated and that's where you're going to get a majority of the votes coming from. So even if Donald Trump say, like, let's look at Michigan, for example, uh, when I was looking at it, Donald Trump had won a majority of Michigan's counties, but you have to look at how many votes are actually within those counties. They could even be some of the largest counties in the state in terms of landmass, but that doesn't mean that they have the amount of people that say whatever county in Michigan Detroit is in, which is probably, I would imagine, the most populated city in Michigan to where that alone is going to set a precedent compared to everything else that's going on within that state. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to draw away from what's killing you, but like, I'm trying to think how to word this. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself with a new topic, but I understand. I don't want to, I want to backtrack a bit on something that we talked about. I don't want to get off the expression that I'm not saying voting doesn't matter. Your vote doesn't matter. It does. You know, if, if the electoral college voters do it correctly, they'll vote based on the majority and what they see. But I mean, a few thousand votes isn't going to change much if it's the majority is, you know, at least 53% or more. Correct. So that, that's just how I feel. Uh, all right, Eric, I think you touched on something else that you wanted to, do you want to get back into the absentee ballots? Yeah, I just wanted to basically, you know, make sure that everybody kind of understood exactly what was going on with them. I think that personally, since I have used absentee ballots before, I do think that it's a great way to vote, especially if you are away at school for any students that are listening. Um, you know, there's also the bringing up out of uh, the country votes. You know, a lot of people are waiting on that and military votes as well to where I think that as well this is kind of 
causing the problem of why we don't know what the outcome of the election is, is because now, you know, there's such a large amount of these absentee ballots and these mail-in votes that they're either not being counted or they're being so delayed in being counted that that's what's kind of holding everything up. And I think that states could be possibly prematurely being called or, you know, not every single vote has been essentially counted for. So that way the polling numbers of what we're seeing right now may say, oh, Trump is winning here or Biden is winning here when it might even in fact be the opposite and they just haven't essentially counted the votes. I mean, I know that that was the big problem with Arizona was that there was a network that called Arizona almost like, I think it was like 17 minutes after the state had closed and they had called it for Joe Biden. And essentially what had happened was the Trump campaign went into, you know, this mad chaos and essentially said, you know, it's way too early to call everything. And as we've seen, you know, cause now that was 24 hours ago. Now, as we've seen too, that Trump has actually gained ground in that state. So then it kind of begs the question of, well, are these absentee ballots, are these mail-in votes being counted in these counties? You know, what's going on there? So I think that overall, I think that every vote is going to be taken into account for. It's obviously going to take a little longer. And I think that seeing how this is a brand new thing for a lot of states, it's something that we're going to have to get used to moving forward. Um, but ultimately, I think that that's what's kind of thrown a wrench into why we don't have an outcome for for the election. I think the network that actually called it prematurely, or maybe not prematurely, just the first one to say, I think it was actually, ironically, Fox News. It was. It was them that called it early, and everyone's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, states get called almost instantly. I remember Idaho, I was watching it, and it showed, like, there's 10 votes in for Biden, like 200 for Trump, and they immediately called it for Trump. And I was like, we have less than 1%. Under... 300 people have voted and they already called this day. I was like, that, that that's where it's like some states, it's like, why do you call it with no percent? And then you have states like, um, i trying to think of one that got dragged out forever. I'm trying to think which one got dragged out for Florida got dragged out pretty long. Florida. Yeah. Florida's probably the best example. It was like Texas I, as well. Texas as well. And it was, I mean, it was a close race. I was actually, I did not expect it to be at that close a race in Texas. But um, I think this really comes to the main point that we just need a better voting system in the sense of collecting votes and counting votes. Like, I don't, I'm not too familiar on what the system is and how they do it. I'm not going to act like I'm a pro, but it's very evident to anyone who's just normally watching the news as they count. It's too slow. Whatever they're doing, it's not, they're not doing it right. It's, it's a, you know, I think that there's a lot of things that are flawed about the system. There are a lot of different ways that we can go about it. I think that, you know, we do the best that we can with what we have. I'm not saying that that means that that doesn't mean that we should change anything. I think that we should definitely change. There's always ways to seek improvement. There's always ways to improve upon different things that we do. Um, And I definitely think that it's worth exploring what those could be for sure. Yeah. Like I'm not going to sit here and say I have the answers, but Something so there has to be an electronic counter, something to speed up the process. Because I mean, like we already talked about, this election can be might be going on well, not even week, um, weeks. Like we don't know when the end's going to happen, and it's just kind of ridiculous to me. I don't, I digress. 
I think in a lot of places there are machines that do it, um, that, you know, you file everything through. I would be surprised if most votes are still counted by a person with a pencil, but, you know, I never know. Um, it's different kind of no matter where you go. Some places you may even vote electronically on uh, polling stations. It can, you know, there's lots of different ways. Every state, too, has different ballots, too. Um, that was yes. a big thing that came up in the uh, Gore-Bush election in 2000 in the state of Florida. It was kind of unclear how ballots were marked. And, you know, every ballot for each state, like I said, is a little different with kind of how they want to do it. So there's also confusion there, I bet, as well. So there's could be misinterpretations. There's been miscalculations on a lot of different things. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, they already filed for a recount in Wisconsin. I wouldn't be shocked if there's going to be a recall in many states. Um, I know I was reading today that many of the called states with the mail-in still being counted, like, oh, these can actually be flipped. And it's just like, then what's the point of calling them anymore? Like, honestly, November, yeah, November 3rd is election day. We should have had the results by now. They, you can count ballots ahead of time. The, I, I feel like I'm running in circles and just keep saying it, but seriously, November 3rd is when everyone should know. I shouldn't have to wait. I was up till 3 a.m. last night waiting, hoping for the end. I can't imagine the people on the uh, East Coast, how they had to go through that. Oh, yeah. I mean, those broadcasters, too, I think that were doing all sorts of different ones. You know, they probably got up very early to do all these kind of coverages beforehand. And yeah, they were definitely up. Oh, yeah, they were. Uh, and most they of were them were saying, you know, 45 minutes of sleep, hour and a half, maybe if they got lucky. You know. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, they 40, I think, yeah, I think I saw a guy who's like, oh, I got a 30 minute nap and back to work. I was like, that's insane. How is this allowed? <laughs> I mean, it's his job, but still. They're probably paying him much more than they pay you and me, so. <laughs> Not hard to get paid more than I am. Yeah. <laughs> Holden, let me ask you, because I covered, I think, everything that I had on my list. But Holden, what's killing you this time? <sighs> what's killing me? Well, re I mean, what you said is kind of what's been killing me as well with no outcome the mail. And, but the main thing for me is, People want to keep abolishing the Electoral College. Like, I, this hasn't really been an issue in the last few years. I remember watching um, all the elections growing up. 2016 was the first time people were like, we need to get rid of the Electoral College. It's stupid. We need to do popular vote. And, I mean, I get it. You want popular vote. If it means your candidate wins, I get it. But the Electoral College is kind of ingenious. Um, so I'll do a few numbers real quick. Currently, as it stands, as I did the math, 135 million voters uh, were in this election. And based and I mean, that's obviously what a third of the U.S. population. But if you look at like just the U.S. in their uh, largest states by population, California in, is uh, about 40 million people. I mean, just 40 million out of. Uh, you did 135 voters, obviously not everyone can vote. That is a lot of people. California can control the entire election almost. You know, you look at all these states, California, Texas, Florida, New York, 
Pennsylvania, like all these are the ones that can literally just control the entire election. And that kind of defeats the purpose of every vote matters because you look at like uh, Wyoming that doesn't even have, I think, a million Vermont's down there, Alaska, the Dakotas, like those votes, like those people's votes literally then become worthless. And I think that's just a really big issue to hit on is you you want to make sure every vote counts. But by doing that, you're making some people's votes even less uh, matter. Like imagine just knowing, oh, I could try to, I didn't do the math. I should have counted it up of how many states it would take to equal the population of California. And it's like, should it really be these few states control the election? No. I definitely, yeah, no, I think that you're absolutely right. If you really look at it, I think a majority of our country's population has settled on either the East Coast or West Coast. And I'm not talking about, you know, what falls into the Western time zone or the Eastern time zone. I'm literally talking about California, Oregon, Washington. And then on the East coast, you have Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, um, North Carolina, New York. But I mean, obviously too, on the East coast, since there's a lot more States that are located on the coast, you're really looking at Florida and New York as two of the most heavily populated areas. I mean, think about New York city alone. There's 8 million people in New York city. Oh, absolutely. Then take about however many are scattered throughout the entire state of New York. And then as you touched upon, and the state of California has 40 million people or the most populated state um, in my city, my home city of San Jose alone has 1 million, I think 0. 0.2, 1.2 million people. I look Plus up. I'm in a very yeah, metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. I'm in a very metropolitan area. So, I mean, I have surrounding cities here. So, you know, I'm located I'm in the South Bay area. So with the entire culmination of the Bay area alone, you know, San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, um, surrounding cities all there, you know, who knows how much people are actually within that kind of area. I mean, there's millions, obviously. And then you go to where down by where you're from, you know, you're in the greater Los Angeles area where the city of Los Angeles alone has 4 million people, not to mention, then you start ushering in, you know, places that are within Los Angeles County. You have Ventura County. That's right there as well. You know, um, Riverside County, Orange County, San Diego, that whole area there, there's millions upon millions of people there. Texas as well. There's there's so many people. (laughs) I'm looking at the, uh, this is on 2019. They didn't have the 2020 data of the, just the most populated cities, New York, LA, Chicago, uh, Houston, Philadelphia, Phoenix, San Diego, San Antonio, Dallas, San Jose. Um, if I've been paying attention to this election, I think it's six out of the 10 most populated cities are blue. So like in People may disagree, but it's kind of true. Where you grow up, they kind of teach you to believe certain ways. So, like, all these giant cities that are blue, like, they're going to just keep getting bigger and more populated with more voters that way. So, it kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, like I said before, the smaller cities, smaller states, people's voices matter. 
And it's just, it, I think the problem is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger if people are like, no, we need to do a popular vote. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think if it, what it comes down to, take the 40 million people in California and let's take the two most populated areas in California being the greater Los Angeles area and the Bay area. Those are two predominantly blue areas. So that alone, those two areas would make California a blue state. Take Seattle in Washington, which is one of the largest cities there. And then the surrounding areas of Tacoma, Everett is up there as well. Basically, the entire western side of Washington is predominantly blue. So that'll flip the entire state. Seattle's the most populated city there. Portland and Oregon, that whole area, you know, and then just go to, really, like you said, any major city, too. And those are going to be the most populated areas. Those alone, and a lot of these states, are what's going to determine how that state votes, who wins those electoral points, or, you know, in the populist vote. If all of those people outnumber the rest of the people in the state, I mean, 8 million people in the city of New York. How, I'm, I'm curious, take out those 8 million people, how many people are in the state of New York? Just looking at uh, the U.S. state population with New York City with 8 million, it would be considered the 13th, if not higher, uh, most populated state. That one city mm -hmm. alone. Yep. Um, an argument someone gave to me, which is a, it's a valid point. I want to actually dive into it a little bit with you. Is someone said is we're a democracy. It's meant to be by the people. The people pick. That's why it needs to be popular vote. And that's a good point. You know, we are. That's what we should do. You know, the people should be deciding. But as we said, like eight million people in New York. Like there are these cities are going to just dominate the popular vote where it's actually going to be less fair and actually more and more people won't, their voice won't matter. Um, I'm looking at it, trying to find the lowest population. According to this, says it's Wyoming, which is actually kind of shocking. Wyoming is, that would be like Rhode Island. Point taken is um, it would take quick, just count one, two, three. I'm looking at like at least 10 states combined still won't even make up uh, New York City alone. Well, yes. So you can really break it down to this person's concern is that we are a democracy. Therefore, all of our voices are or should be heard. But the thing is, is with the Electoral College, that actually gives us a chance to hear everybody's voices because every state is a factor to where if you were to go directly to a popular vote, wouldn't it make sense for say Donald Trump and Joe Biden to only visit the states of California, Oregon, Washington, Texas, Florida, and New York, because that's really all they would need to win. So those people are getting the most attention. Well, what about the farmer in Iowa who, you know, needs support from his government? He needs federal funding. He needs state funding. He needs everything that he can to keep his farm afloat and continue to provide food for his region. That's why we have farmers. That's why farmers are so important. 
So if we go to the popular vote, basically what you're saying is, is that the state of California, me as a voter in California, my vote essentially carries more so than the vote of a small town farmer in Iowa. Exactly. Um, and the person actually had a rebuttal and it was, um, cause I was like, I mentioned, you know, how it, it gives states, like we mentioned the ones with three electoral votes, it gives them a say. And their rebuttal was, we shouldn't be voting again by state. It should be by the people. We shouldn't be looking at the, oh, it's this state and this state. It should just be just Americans. You know, good idea, and I agree with that in a sense, but it still goes back to the point of that person loses their vote. Would you say a farmer in Iowa? Mm-hmm. Like, again, these people are going to keep losing more and more power, which is why you look at back when the founding fathers made it, you know, they didn't want like Pennsylvania in the, I think it was Vermont, like the two biggest ones population wise to dominate the new found country. They're like, well, wait, 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 we got these other, you know, colonies. What about them? Right. So that was my whole thing with, you know, just the electoral college and people want to get rid of it. I get, you know, democracy vote by people, but it electoral college makes more people voices heard. And I think that's based on 2020. That's been the point is, let our voices be heard. Absolutely. Again, I just think that <clears throat> when you say, I think it should be, and two, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on democracy, which to an extent, yeah, we that's absolutely true. The American people get to vote for their representatives. We get to have a say in legislation. We vote on propositions through states. But I'm curious to know how many people let's just take it back all the way to let's go back to like our schooling days of where we had to do the pledge of allegiance every day. Was anybody ever thrown off by the fact that we said into the Republic for which it stands one nation under God, why Republic? It's because we're a democratic Republic. We're not a full on democracy. Correct. Which I think that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Probably will be our last point, but like, I think people do forget that we aren't a true democracy. We are considered the one, the first people to like successfully do democracy long term. But we're more of a you know we're a democratic republic, which is what I think personally is a better form because it keeps it's it's the best of both worlds, and I think it's what uh, we just keep we need and keep going forward with. Yeah, I mean, it has its pros and cons. Like we said, not everything is perfect. I think the fact that we get to have a say in our elected officials, you know, we get to have local, state, federal elections to where we are directly voting for the people that we think are going to represent our best interests is better than what a lot of other countries have to where governments just simply rise in power and then they don't want to give up their power and then they keep it, people revolt and then people die. That doesn't happen here in the United States. I don't think that anybody wants that. I think that the more and more people think that we have to change the system, we have to change the system, the system is flawed, have to do it the right way. And I think that that comes from voting. You know, Go to your local um, representatives, raise your concerns, everything, get involved. That's the number one thing. I think that you know, right now we see more and more people 
taking issue with how things are being done, but they're not offering their own solutions other than the simplest thing of, well, it should be a popular vote. Well, it should be this. It should be that. You know, it should be the way that we want it to be. It's like, okay, but you're not, you know, you don't see the ramifications of doing this. You don't have a plan for doing that. You know, so people need to really ask themselves, well, what's the best way to go about it? I'm all in favor of change, you know, but people need to understand what happens and people need to understand how to make it happen. I don't think I could have uh, put it better. Uh, I think I saw a quote. And I think I kind of went in with this is um, the per, I can't remember who said it. It's going to, I should have wrote it down. It said um, you can't complain and define a problem or define the solution without properly defining the problem. And I think that's what we are. That's where we're at right now is, People are like, oh, we need to do this. This is the issue. But they can't properly define what the issue is. That way, any solution they give doesn't actually do anything. Right. 100% agree with that. All righty. Uh, so we'll move into the next segment. All right, Eric. Uh, this is a new segment called Are You Kidding Me? Eric, do you want to give a quick explanation of what this is? Yes. So to our listeners... I want to ask the question of how many times do you hear something that is just completely ridiculous every single day where you're literally just asking yourself the question, like, are you kidding me? Like, really? You know, all of that, what's going on. So I essentially asked Holden, you know, well, you know, what's got you going? What's got this? You know, what's something stupid that you recently heard? Thus was born the segment of, are you kidding me? All right, Eric, would you like to – I'll do the honors, then I'll start off. Eric, what was it? What what made you yell, are you kidding me? The polls. I know that this has been predominantly about the election and kind of American society and everything, but this is the second straight election where the polls have really, truly made me say out loud, are you kidding me? I mean, what, 2016 was projected that Hillary Hillary Clinton was going to have a landslide of a victory. And last I said, uh, last I checked, she got pretty much embarrassed and hasn't really done a lot of public speaking. Hasn't really done a whole lot of showing her face in public because she pretty much got destroyed in that election when everybody in the world around her was telling her, Hey, you got this. Like he's not even close. And we saw the same thing. We saw the same thing in this election to where it's like, you know, are you kidding me? You know, you, you know, I see it as a projection made by the media that's really gotten everybody saying, well, Biden's going to win. Biden's going to win. It's going to be a landslide. It's, you know, it's the day after. We don't even know. And we're no closer to knowing than we were yesterday, in my opinion, because there are multiple states that are still outstanding. Now there's multiple lawsuits that are still going on. And it all happened because the polls were wrong. The polls were incredibly wrong to the point of where this entire country of the United States was completely misled. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, the polls, I mean, I, people don't trust the media right now as it is but with this, with the polls, like, I don't know how they're ever going to get any, you know, trust or credibility again. Like this is two elections in a row. They had four years to prepare and they, they just they did terrible like i i can't imagine i don't know how you get pulling this bad i know there's a i don't know if it's a theory or just a uh fact or whatnot but it's that uh so many people are with like at least on the trump side are 
they're just scared to admit it. So when someone's asked them in a poll, they'll just say undecided or they'll say Biden. Um, I don't know on everyone. I know for, I mean, I wasn't asked in any poll, but like something has to be up where all these polls keep getting this far wrong. I think that, you know, there's definitely a skew. I think that in some cases people are, you know, however they do their polling, there's lots of different ways, but either they're not getting straight answers from people or I honestly, you know, could be a real possibility of they're just trying to mislead people. And I think it's been a common thing. It's four years in the making of what happened last time in 2016 and how literally this entire country was shocked and it started the not my president movement. It started all of this and we're literally about to go through the same thing. It's utterly shocking and well, basically just appalling at how bad this has happened. I mean, we've had presidential senator elections. We've had congressmen, governors, everything like that for years. I mean, this country dates back to the 1700s and polls have been done. Polls have been executed. Polls have done this, this, that. And it in two consecutive elections, you know, there have been, you know, almost, you know, like you said, Cinderella stories and everything to where polls have been wrong, but not by this much and not two years in a row. It's just insane. It, it's, it's bad. It's, 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 that's all we can say. It's just bad. Absolutely. Well, that's all what I have for, uh, are you kidding me? But Holden, is there anything that's had you just questioning what you even heard or saw? Oh, yes. Uh, so Saturday, I've been playing football with some friends. You know, we were done. We were wrapping up, you know, cleats off and or whatnot. And it's fall in Boise. So as you know, there's tons of leaves on the ground, city of trees and whatnot. And this group of girls walk by and the wind starts blowing again and the leaves go up with uh, behind her and they throw and she goes, oh, my God, I feel like Pocahontas right now. Me just sitting there on the bench before I even say anything. She then starts singing a whole new world from Aladdin. Being the Disney fan that I am, I'm pretty sure a piece of me died right there. I I definitely was like, you gotta be kidding me. How do you, you can't call yourself Pocahontas and then not sing a, I don't know. Mine's not as big as yours, but as a Disney fan, that, that, that one hurt. I mean, I know for those of you that don't know Holden and his family, I mean, they're at Disneyland practically every other day when they have the chance. Real Disneyland. Every, yeah, grew up in Disneyland. We're literally planning a trip to Disney World as we speak. Um, all this, they've got Disney memorabilia all throughout their house. So if Holden hears that, that's probably something that's going to be on his mind for the rest of his life. I, I don't know. I, I might have lost my faith in humanity over that one. That it, it, was, <laughs> it, it was pretty bad. I was like, come on. I, I mean, as we put it, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's it's a strange world that we live in, Holden. That's all I can say. 2020 has been a wild one. It's It really has. All right. I think that's going to do it for our segment of Are You Kidding Me? I just want to go into our next new segment that we want to start hopefully by next week. We want to start hearing from you guys. We want to have guests on this. We want to do a little mailbag. 
Um, so on our social media, we'll have a post going soon. Um, if you want to be a guest host, uh, give us a rant or you don't want to be on the show itself and just want to send us a rant, we'll go through that as well. Um, you know, just send us rant topics. We, we want to hear more people, though. We want to know what's killing you. All Please right. Do, I, guys. Yeah. Again, uh, once again, follow us on uh, social media, Instagram, what killed us this time. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, have a good night and, you know, just stay safe and hopefully we'll know what we're doing next time. All right, guys. See you.